0: Well, thanks for making the time to come tonight. It's a really powerful topic tonight, so I hope it finds you and meets you and offers you the graces that you need to better understand how to trust God. So let us begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus, you have told us where two or three are gathered in your midst, and in your name you are present with them. Please be with us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So tonight's topic is on providence. And as we've been going through any of the reflections by me, I like to look at the catechism. So I have a few quotes here for us to begin us to understand what providence is. So in paragraph 303, if you look at your handout It says the witness of scripture is unanimous that the solicitude of divine providence is concrete and immediate. Underlined, it says God cares for all from the least things to the great events of the world and its history. The sacred books powerfully affirm God's absolute sovereignty over the course of events. Our God is in the heavens. He does whatever he pleases. And so it is with Christ. Who opens and no one no one shall shut, who shuts and no one opens. As the book of Proverbs states, many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of a Lord that that will be established. So the foundation of Providence is knowing that God cares deeply for you. Even in the little things. Sometimes we don't see where God is working in our lives because we only think of great things. So one thing that St. Augustine says in his life, he says, God is more real than the chair, real to me and present to me than the chair that I'm sitting on. So take a moment just to think about that for a second. The chair that you are sitting on, as real as it is, God is more present to you than that, that chair. And he cares for you more than you could ever imagine. As a father would care for a child. So, As we look at paragraph 305, we read, Jesus asks for childlike abandonment to the providence of our Heavenly Father who takes care of his children's smallest needs. Jesus says, Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, what shall we drink? Your Heavenly Father knows that you need them all, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be yours as well. Further along, in, in paragraph three twelve it says, "In the time we discover we can discover or me, in time we can discover that God, in his almighty providence, can bring a good from the consequences of an evil, even a moral evil caused by his creatures. It was not you said Joseph to his brothers, who sent me here, but God. You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that people should be kept alive." From the greatest moral evil ever committed, the rejection and murder of God's only Son, caused by the sins of all men, God, by his great grace that abounded all the more, brought the greatest goods of goods, the glorification of Christ and our redemption. But for all that, evil never becomes a good. So providence is God providing for us, even when things seem extremely evil or dark around us. The saint, or soon-to-be saint, I'd like to look at tonight is Blessed Solanus Casey. Now we're reading a little bit about his biography, and at the end of this, there is a, an exercise for you to do during your prayer tonight. So a little bit about his life. He was born in the year 1870. Uh, he was an American Capuchin friar who was born in Prescott, Wisconsin, and labored in New York, Michigan, and Indiana. As a young boy, he ended his academic training by eighth grade to help support his family financially. At the age of 21, working on a streetcar, he saw someone who was drunk assaulting a woman on the streetcar's tracks. This created in him a sense of wanting to do something to make the world better. The way the dialogue went in Solanus Casey's, which at that time was Barney, in Barney Casey's life for P.M. Capuchin, he asked the question, God, what can I do to make sure this never happens again? And there was immediate promptings to be a priest. So this, again, created a sense of wanting to do something to make the world better, to make sure that never happened again. And that can be the, the, the foundation of some, some vocations. You see evil around you, or you see the lack of what could be better, the lack of a good, and it, it inspires in you, what can I do to change this? This also led him to enter St. Francis High School Seminary in Milwaukee to study for the dio- diocesan priesthood. However, since he was an English-speaking Irishman studying in a German-speaking school, he had difficulties with his studies. It was recommended by the seminary that he leave the seminary and enter a religious order. This is where his life changed forever. In that moment, he began to thank God ahead of time for taking care of all of his fears and worries about the priesthood. He knew, like the Blessed Virgin Mary, that he was called to give God his yes and let God take care of the rest. This spirituality is called abandonment to divine providence. He knew that nothing was impossible for God and and that he was called to trust. He knew that the only place he could be with Jesus was in the present moment. So what he did was he abandoned his past to God's mercy and his future to his providence. He was invested in the Capuchin Order in Detroit in the year 1897 and received the religious name of Solanus. Early in his Francis- as a Franciscan, his superiors did not think he had much promise, so they gave him the job of being a porter, or also known as a doorkeeper. When he was ordained to the priesthood, he was ordained a priest simplex which meant he was not able to preach or even hear confessions. Yet the porter job provided Solanas with a unique opportunity to talk to, to a lot of people. For those who spoke of their troubles, Father Solanas offered counsel and advice. Eventually some of the people who spoke with him started to notice their problems would disappear. Their sick loved ones would become well and their relationships would be healed. Even if a change did not occur in their outward circumstances, they felt better able to accept and deal with their difficulties. By the end of Father Solanus' life, his lowly assignment as a porter had made him well-known and a beloved figure. When he died, 20,000 people came to his wake. Those who knew Father Solanus said that he had an unconditional trust and a belief that good would come out of any situation. One of his favorite expressions was, give thanks ahead of time. In other words, trust God and give thanks no matter what happens. Knowing that God never abandons you. Father Solanus knew in the depths of his soul that Jesus meant it when he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I will be with you till the end of time. Father Solanus helped others believe in the truth that they were connected and understood and deeply cared for. Being able to recognize the presence of God in all events helps to build faith. For Father Salanus, an acceptance of the will of God through the good and the bad gave him peace, confidence, and spiritual power. It made for a life of gratitude and simplicity and contributed to the building up of what Solanus called our happy relationship with and dependence upon God and our neighbors. He would often say this, I have two loves the sick and the poor he was always ready and willing to listen to anyone any time of day or night in return he asked people to develop their own spiritual lives by growing in love and in love of God and neighbor especially by their support for the missions during his final illness he said this i'm offering my suffering that all might be one. If I only could see the conversion of the whole world. His last conscious act was to sit up in bed and exclaim, "I give my soul to Jesus Christ." He died in Detroit at the age of 86 on July 31, 1957, and is buried at Saint Bonaventure Monastery. On May 4, 2017, Pope Francis announced a miracle confirmed by the Vatican. Raising his title, title to blessed, and at his beatification, over sixty thousand people came to celebrate. So, what can we learn from Solanus Casey? We can learn to thank God ahead of time, to abandon the past to God's mercy, and the future to His providence. If you flip over on your handout, it's really important that we activate the Holy Spirit. And here there's an opportunity for you to to make a list of everything you're afraid of. And after each one, to write, thank you, God, for taking care of it. This is something that I began doing in my formation before seminary even started. What I would do is I'd go before the tabernacle and I would take out my wallet, I'd take out my keys, I take out anything I had on me, I lay prostrate before the Lord, and I would say, Lord, if you don't want me to go to seminary, I don't I don't want to go either. And I, reason I put my wallet out there because I was really afraid of finances. How am I going to pay for things? That can be a big stress in college. I also wanted to make sure my car would make it through. It wasn't the newest car in the world. And I wanted to make sure that he would take care of that for me. But what happens when you begin to do that, when a fear comes up or when any stress comes up, the invitation to take on Salonis Casey's spirituality is to say, God, you take care of it. I thank you ahead of time for taking care of that fear or that worry or that concern. And what that allows you to do is be present to the present moment. Often what that can, what can, that, that can do to a soul who doesn't do that is we, can have, we live what we call a disintegrated life. Life becomes checking boxes. I just gotta get this thing done. I just gotta get this thing done. But I'm not living in communion with the Lord. in John 15, remain in me as I remain in you. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So when we're in communion, the Holy Spirit prompts us to surrender things to Jesus. Solanus knew this well. And there's an invitation to write down any of your fears, any of your worries, and they could be so little that maybe you don't think it's a big deal, but the Lord wants you to give that to him. It could be big. It could be your future, your vocation. You say, Lord, thank you for taking care of of that for me. It could be something with a family member or something that's coming up near in the future. Tests, finances, you name it. Invitation is to give that to God. And as you do that, there's a prayer in there to pray that asks Blessed Solonis Casey to pray for you and help you completely trust God as he did. The thing is, when we call and ask for the saints to pray for us, they come. And we can learn so much from them, but really what he's doing is he's taking taking on the heart of Mary and he's teaching you and I how to give God our yes. There's the big yes in your vocation, but there's also these little yeses that the Lord wants you and I to give him. And the thing is, you'll feel so free when you begin to do this. Your worries will disappear. This is called faith. Taking a risk and trusting on God. And then anytime as you go through your days, the invitation is just to say, Jesus, we take care of it. I thank you ahead of time for taking care of that fear. I thank you for taking care of that worry, that concern, that financial struggle right now. And he will. We also have to remember that God works in, in, in ways that you and I are not familiar with all the time. Often we have an image of what that looks like and that image is usually wrong. What this image looks like for me when I think about this is, it, is I'm writing a blank check for my whole life and, and saying, God, you can, you, can, you can put whatever you want on it. I'm giving him permission to take my future, to take care of me, to be my father. And sometimes you think, that sounds like a lot, but God can handle it. Again, he's more present to you than the chair that you're sitting on. When you and I begin to do that, but what it can look like is it looks like freedom. It looks like your mind is engaged with whatever's before you. So when we study, we can thank God ahead of time for giving us the grace to study well. If we don't get to bed at a decent hour and we need that grace, we can start saying, Lord, I thank you ahead of time for giving me the grace to get to bed at a better time. If there's a person in your life that you're kind of holding on to and you're really struggling to forgive them, you can say, Jesus, thank you, I thank you ahead of time for giving the grace to forgive them. What's happening is as you let go of those things, um, you're, you're putting your hands in his hands and he just simply walks with you and he talks with you and he consoles you and he becomes really, really present to you. To the world, this sounds absolutely crazy. But to one who is discerning and trying to figure out where God is in their life, it is a very necessary step. Because the only place that you can be with Jesus is right here, right now. He's not 10 minutes from now. He's not four years ago. He's right here, right now. Of course, in the Blessed Sacrament. And it's always important to remember that nothing is impossible for him. Usually what happens when when things feel impossible is because we hold on to things so tightly. And if that's what you're doing right now, I just want to ask you, how's that going for you? There's a simple invitation to abandon it to God's providence, God's care and let him father you, let him take care of you. So as we enter into this night, we ask you, blessed Solanus Casey, to pray for us, to pray for our community, to pray for all those who are in need of knowing that you are, that Jesus is real, that he cares for us, And that if we indeed do take on that Marian disposition of giving God our fiat, giving God our yes, everything will be okay. And blessed Son Casey, as you open the door for so many people as a simple porter, I ask that you open the doors of the hearts of all those who are here. And teach us how to trust in Jesus as you did. Amen. Blessed silence, Casey. Pray for us.